0: it's good guys it is your Boston Brit and I'm back with the basketball ass as well Josh Coyne Josh you good? Hello Nathan and uh, welcome to the listeners to our fictional
1: sometimes nonsensical Celtics garden party.
0: Yep and welcome back for a brand new episode and you know this this week we're going to go back to our normal standard practice we go back to our standard format so we're not going to be kind of going in and out like we did last week but last week was a bit of a special week anyway. Was it last week or week before? I think it was week before, wasn't it? Week before. Week before. Oh, we've already missed a week. Oh my gosh, we need to catch up. But anyway, before we do shoot in, we have a new, we have a new kind of voiceover guy. Our, we've got a resident DJ. So every good nightclub and every good party has to have the top of the class, you know, top of the line DJ. And we've got our very own resident DJ slash Partridge himself. His name is Matt Grant. He runs a YouTube channel. Um, he, he's such a nice guy. And he's done the voiceovers for us for this podcast. And trust me, guys, he has got the smoothest voice you will ever hear in your life. So Matt's going to introduce, from now on, Matt's going to introduce all of the, the segments. And he's also going to read us the story, you know, the story time, story of the week from you guys. So Matt, take it away. Where are we going first?
2: Setting the scene. Prepare yourselves for Nathan and Josh's Celtics game roundup right now.
0: Okay, so Josh, far away. Take us into the first game. Well,
1: firstly, respect to Matt. Uh, For his dulcet tones, I feel like it's a nice palate cleanser uh, between us saying "Uh, uh, uh, uh," here and there. So it's a nice palate cleanser to kind of bring that smoothness into the show. Um, Another mixed week of Celtics basketball, but things are slowly but surely getting better. Um, The Celtics are kind of benefiting from at least some consistency in terms of uh, being on this homestand and being in the TD Garden for an extended period of time, uh, but the first game, which I, you know, you've just kindly thrown to me, is the Celtics versus the Oklahoma City Thunder, which uh, kind of started off the week. Uh, they managed to overcome a lowly Oklahoma City Thunder team, fresh off their pretty dodgy and pretty incriminating long-term benching of Al Horford, which you know I had my thoughts about I that. that. Still don't get. Oh, it. Uh, it feels like that isn't. I mean, considering how ready the league is to punish team on resting players, it feels really strange to just kind of allow some kind of brown envelope agreement where you know, hawford basically says, "All right, I'll I'll get paid if you want to get worse." You know, there's never been a more egregious sign of tanking that like being allowed mm. for years, especially in a league where they seem to be kind of hell bent on making it more of an incentive to tank, it feels mental that you're not... I I don't know. Anyway, I'm not calling for Al Horford's head because I love Al Horford, but it just seemed mental. They're clearly looking towards the tank. Um, The score was 111 to 94 with Tatum leading with uh, 27 points, Jalen just behind him with 25, and Time Lord grabbing a total of eight rebounds. There weren't Many big takeaways in this because, you know, it was a bit of a weak barometer with the state of the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, they've just waved another player in Justin Jackson today. They they have no intention of winning, so you mm. couldn't take much from it. You know, they're looking in that direction. They didn't even have Shea Gilders alexander um, But the only really thing that I took away from it that I kind of liked, besides the Celtics, was... Moses Brown of the Thunder, who kind of was punishing Boston on the boards. He grabbed 23 rebounds to go with his 21 points. And this is a guy who was highly recruited. He was like a McDonald's All-American, Mr. Basketball in his home state uh, when he was in high school. Um, And he just ended up going undrafted. His stock fell. He was drafting. He wasn't drafted, sorry, in the 2019 draft, found his way into the league. And then after this game, the day after, it's a nice kind of almost fairy tale story in that he had that absolutely insane game, partially Boston's fault because they were weak on the boards, uh, but he grabbed all of He was absolutely dominating the glass. And then the following day, he signs a multi-year deal. So whilst we like to be entertaining with our bias, major shout out to uh, Moses Brown for continuing to fight his way into the league and fight his way into an NBA rotation.
0: Yeah, um, to be fair, we, we got to see Cornette as well which yeah. i always I honestly thought we were going to wave him if I'm being really yeah. honest yeah. but he came in shot 66% made two or three three point shots as well everyone was a bit surprised with that what do you think well well <laughs>
1: yeah i was i mean I wasn't expecting it I wasn't necessarily shocked and a lot of people were kind of reacting in the kind of who the hell is this guy thing but yeah. you know he's been in the league for a while he's you know um but it it definitely was someone that you just thought was a salary move and he'll be waived eventually uh, but luckily he found a way to be kind of productive early um but the, the main question for me is where do you sit on the nickname where, where are you on that I mean, what
0: what? What is, what is his nickname? What, what so, has Come out?
1: So originally, it's similar to um, um, it's similar to Pritchard, uh, where the players were asking one thing, Twitter was asking one thing, and then mm. the ne- network were pushing one thing. The day after, Luke's, I know there's been a few. I know there's been a few floating. Yeah, so. Luke's Luke's big game was um, a, a, as soon as that uh, kind of happened. Uh, Time Lord did an Instagram with a picture of him and called him Uncle Luke, which I loved. Uncle Luke was like kind of, I don't know, it just felt funny because because of kind of the clumsy nature, I guess, of of, of Cornette. Um, but then Twitter started pushing uh, the Green Cornet, right? So the Green oh. Cornet, that's generally what has been adopted. And then, as with most things, kind of... Um, the, the TV guys start picking up on it, and it starts gaining momentum, even if they're resisting the internet's um, you know preference, such as Fast PP. They were trying to call him Eight Mile or whatever. Mm. Um, but the green Cornet and then the twist in the tale is that last night, instead of Mike Gorman, Sean Sean Grand Sean Grande, um, he 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 uh, he basically said no to the green corner, and, and the reason being. Because of the really kind of frustrating mispronunciation of his actual name, which is Cornette. So you'd have to call him the Green Cornette.
0: Which just it sounds, sounds like, like an ice cream, I'm not gonna lie. It sounds like it a ice I I have the Green Cornet, please. Yeah, the Green Cornetto. But I'm not, but, uh, yeah, no, not massively convinced. I mean, no. Uncle, Uncle, was it Uncle Luke you say? Like, like yeah. that's that's not. I think that's okay in any way, shape, or form.
1: Okay, yeah, I think it, there's an air, air of creepiness. I can, I guess, I can get on board, but um, yeah. Should we move? Should we move swiftly on to? Uh, let's
0: let's move to the Pels. to the Pelicans and the Celtics. Um, obviously, the Pelicans beat us. It was 115 to 109. Jason led with 34 points. Rob led with 10 rebounds. Tatum led with five assists. You know, Tatum had a great night. You know, he ended the first quarter with 16 points. So he, he came to play. He came out. He came out strong. You know, we did start slow. And obviously coming into the fourth, New Orleans, or to be fair, New Orleans led by seven points. And then with six minutes to go, you know, they pushed it up to 17. And that was a game high for them throughout the season. So that they, I think they were good all the way across the floor, to be honest. And we, we just didn't have an answer to them. Zion is a freak. You know, he is just a freak athlete. And, you know, we started the third with a 15-4 to run. You know, you know we, we came out in the third quarter like, you know let's make a let's make a run of this see if we can come back into the game but it, it just didn't happen and yeah we ended up taking the L and also we have to mention it we have to mention Evan Fournier's Celtics nightmare with his you know 32 minutes and zero points now i'm quite glad that not many Celtics fans reacted too badly to it Cause so I was expecting the whole, like, why the hell are we, you know, sign this washed up bum and all this kind of not as waiting for it, to be honest with you, but I'm glad they didn't. And, you know, throughout the week, obviously we are probably touching on it in a minute, but he came out and he played very, very well uh, towards the end of the week. Anyway. Well, we
1: we doing? were seeing different things on online because I absolutely did see that, but I'm going to get back
0: to that in a later segment. <laughs> um. All the stuff that I saw wasn't as bad as what I thought. It was still bad, but it wasn't as bad as what I thought it would yeah. be. It was a rough watch. It was yeah. definitely a rough watch. So, I mean, what are your, what are your opinions on that game, Josh?
1: Uh, well, kind of basically with you, I thought Tatum we kind of led the way, but the same uh, problems were creeping in. Uh, occasional lapses in effort and concentration, which just really kind of sent Twitter into overdrive about, you know, how much this season is a bit of a write-off and Basically, people saying, you know, this team, this roster just isn't built to compete. Um, Not necessarily in that boat, but this was definitely a kind of uh, meagre performance. There just wasn't the appropriate effort. They left it too late to compete. Uh, But also, um, Zion and Ingram were both really, really, really good. And ultimately, Boston kind of left it too late to compete against their strong performance. But Zion really is just something to behold when you're watching him because it always is the case look so if you're a fan of a certain team um, no matter how kind of impartial you try to be and um, if you're watching a guy beat your team that's when you truly have it hammered in your hammered home into your mind just how unbelievable that player is because you really want them to stop being as good as they are and it just keeps happening over and over again <laughs> the guy's a powerhouse he's really good Ingram made some incredible shots. Brown really kind of, um, uh, sorry, Tatum really kind of tried to keep us within the game towards the end, but Ingram matched him with a big shot. So,
0: yeah, a tough L. So, I do find as well is that when, when we are under pressure and under the cosh, we revert back to, you know, Jason Tatum taking massive volume shots and mm. off the pick and roll, trying to step back three all the time. And it's just like, it's, I You can just see it coming. You can see it coming. We mm. revert back to that, and we revert back to you know Jalen and Jason, just driving into the post constantly. Like it's, mm. it's it's the same stuff which we've spoken about numerous times and had numerous conversations about on and off you know the podcast, and it's it's quite frustrating to see. Um, and like what you said. You know, some people are saying this season's a write-off. I don't necessarily think it's a write-off. Do I think we can compete and get anywhere near the finals? No. I, if I'm going to be brutally honest, and it's hard for me to say as well, but I don't think... I, we're not going to get anywhere near it this year. It's unfortunately. Going to be tough. There's a lot
1: of teams that have really got better, but mm. um, I'm... That's the uh, problem. That's the thing. That's still, the. Thing. I, I've still got some cautious optimism, to be honest with you. i, 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 I always think we'll have we got have a little
0: change. bit. we have always got to have a little bit, but at the same time, it's, it's just like, yeah, with Brooklyn getting better... Obviously, the Bulls have got a little bit better as well. I I still don't understand the Knicks. Can't get mad around that, but I don't know. Uh, Milwaukee, Miami, like it's, it's it's tough. It is tough, and to rely on Jalen and Jason. Obviously, Evan Fournier coming in, he's helped a lot off the bench, and he has like it's, just, it's just he's proved he has. So I don't know. I don't know. Cautionally optimistic.
1: Well, well, the frustrations continued with the Celtics' maths so I'll move on to that. The yeah. um, continuous ISO plays from, you know, you know, especially Tatum, he's an incredible player, we, mm-hmm. you know, Boston fans love him, uh, but no one is um, void of frustrations. Um, there are multiple times, and people were highlighting this online quite regularly, there are way too many times in the game, especially when the Celtics are down and they really need to start moving the ball and they start playing team basketball. Yeah. But the opposite happens in that Tatum will you know, think that the answer to lead the team is to start dribbling the clock down, try and ISO a guy. The team clears out. He'll have to pick up his dribble almost a couple of times because he'll fail to get past them. Pull it up. And then twenty seconds has already gone in the shot clock. It's a waste of possession because you're heaving it. That yeah. happens regularly with Tatum when the team is down, and that puts Boston into a bigger hole. And it's frustrating to watch. It's
0: just force. It's just it's all the time. It's like forcing the basketball where you don't need to. Yeah. Like yeah, we're down, and yes, you need to up the tempo and push it. Yes. Yeah. But you don't need to do st- stupid things like that. Like trap yourself into a position where. You, you lose a possession because yeah. nine times out of ten, in that in those cases, yeah, sometimes Jay, um, Jason will kind of pull off a a fadeaway, fade oh, yeah, or, incredible, exactly, or, or or a fadeaway three. Like he he will do that, or a step back three. Sorry, but nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten, you know, it's it's not, it's just too forced, and it, we're yeah. going to lose possession on
1: it. Even even if he misses uh, a shot where the extra pass is made, or if you have a more positive kind of optimum um, offense that Stevens would really like to watch. So if he maybe fails to beat the man, has to pick it up. He moves it off, goes off ball screen and rotates, and then he becomes available again, then misses the shot. You're happy with the miss. Mm -hmm. It's way more frustrating. It happens with Smart as well. Um, It's way more frustrating when you know that he is going to take the shot 10 seconds before he actually does take the shot, and then he still takes it. And then you're like, oh, Look, I can take misses off honest, positive basketball, but yeah. it's really frustrating to watch when I know you're just putting your head down and almost out of spite taking that shot. But let's not go too down the, far down the rabbit hole. We're on the Celtics-Mavs. I thought whilst there were some real impressive plays in this game, um, I thought that the highlight was actually when Tony Brown... Failed the referee failed to uh, toss the ball up twice. Did you see that at the start? <laughs> <Did I> t- <laughs> yeah, and, and <laughs> the, all the players the were like laughing at him. Um, that was just the start of a poor night from the refs. But Boston basically allowed this Dallas team once again to control the pace of the game. They left it too long, like in New against New Orleans. Dallas led by 23 in the third quarter, and then the Celtics tend to kind of make things difficult for themselves in that respect because they have to then try some kind of herculean effort to get back into the game when it matters Mm. they are pretty much stable when when the you know when the shoe is on the other foot and when they manage to gain a lead early they're actually one of the better teams in the league at continuing to kind of um, ride the game out Mm. it's when they're Behind they start to become more lackluster and then they have a mountain to climb. It's frustrating to watch.
0: It's where but the experience comes in, though, doesn't it? You know, it's where yeah. that experience factor and obviously with Jalen, Jason, and the guys being so young, so young, you know, it's it's just that that's that obviously will come with experience, but it seems to be backwards mm-hmm. this year. Like typically over the over recent years, anyway, we've been strong in the first and second quarter, and our third quarter has always been our kryptonite where we've mm-hmm. always just fell apart and it seems to be um, the opposite direction right now, but yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, you know, it didn't help that Jalen Brunson and the main man Luka Doncic got 36 points and they were great for the Mavs, but um, it was a frustrating one for Boston specifically because the shooting performances they were kind of living by the three in like a really significant way, um, and not just getting aggressive and driving to the basket. Smart went two from seven. Tatum went one from eight. This is from the three point line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Walker went two from nine and Brown went four from 11. So, if that's not living by the three far too much in a loss, then I don't know what it is. But yeah, the frustration continued at that point. And it, what was it time for? It was time for a positive turn. And you know what? They probably were sitting there in the locker room thinking, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs>
0: too oh, to be fair, Josh. At this point, we've you've not even mentioned you know where you want to do the the video voiceover, video music. Like the fans love to see this kind of stuff. You know what? It's going to come with this game. You look. It's going to come with this game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll fire away this game. Obviously, we've just spoken about the Mavs, one hundred thirteen. Celtics, one hundred eight. So that was another L. But we're gonna we're moving on. We're moving on to some positivity, people. Positivity, and it was the Celtics, one eighteen. Rockets 102 and yes we got a win we got a win we had Tatum leading with 26 points we had Jalen leading with 11 rebounds and Marcus leading with 10 assists now when Marcus has seven plus assists or more the Celtics typically win so it kind of goes to show what an impact he has on the team Tatum and Brown you know they, they had a solid you know stat line they had a solid stat line although you can argue their shooting percentages were a bit you know a bit skewed with a bit, bit dodgy with with JT. JT was 52.9%, so that's actually, you know, that's not too bad considering. But with, with Jalen, that's probably on the lower end of his spectrum this season with 45%. Um, Jay, oh, we have to talk about it though. We have, well, there's two highlights which I loved in this game. First one was Dante Exum literally getting RIP'd by Jalen Brown. That absolute body of a dunk. My gosh, that was, that was a, absolute monster nothing better than a poster is there? to be honest no, no. and Jalen Brown is a very very good post dunker poster dunker. The
1: stare down was the was the real
0: highlight. Loved he loves it. that shit at the moment doesn't he did it yeah. I remember when he we played the the 76ers uh, you know earlier on in the season and he did the little shimmy little fade away to mm-hmm. on Ben Simmons and then gave him the uh, put his hand down didn't he to say he was a uh, really small He's turned into a right shit house, Jalen. And, and you love, love to it. see
1: it because he, he just got hit in the face and there was an old call from a ref. And I love it when people, uh, players, get that boost of aggression from kind of being wronged. I yeah. mean, it is sometimes a bit frustrating because you think, can you just play that hard all the time? But I guess that's not possible. <laughs> what, um, I, what I
0: do get worried about, though, is like, with, with the referees, like the re- we could do a podcast on referees and just absolutely go to town on it. But, you know... I'm always always get worried when players over celebrate or they do something. You know, they show a bit of emotion because mm. of the, when it, the technical foul rule frustrates me. Because if you get, if you're a player and you throw your arm at, you know, you're just throwing a little bit of emotion at it, like you're angry or you're hyped or for whatever reason, technical. It's like, hang on a minute. It Seems it, to matter more than what's actually said. The, the ref, the refs just. I feel like the refs just need a bit of fucking limelight every now and again, and it is it causes all sorts of fucking issues. Yeah, referees, this is not about you. We're not paying to watch you. Anyway, positivity, positivity. So we did get a win. We got a win. And then also the other the other highlight I liked was the Tremont Waters to Marcus Smart alley-oop. Marcus Smart, catch, Marcus Smart catching alley-oops is wild in itself, but mm-hmm. things you love to see. And also we saw a vintage Evan Fournier. Yeah, 23 points in 29 minutes. That's what we need from the bench. That's what we need from him. So ball movement was good. I think it was an all-round good game. What do you think, Josh?
1: Yeah, I mean, it seemed. I know that I did say at the start of the podcast that Oklahoma was a bad barometer, and because of the state of their team, yep. you can't really judge the win um, that much. Similar with Boston, but it, but it but I don't think it's quite the same because it seems absolutely they should win the game uh, because of the state of the roster. Uh, but it's not like as expected with Oklahoma because Houston has recently acquired some seasoned vets that are very familiar to Boston Celtics fans, Um, and they have a star, basically, in Christian Wood. So Mm -hmm. I I think it was a good win. There seems to be a kind of pretty conscious change of attitude that you spoke about. They were moving the ball. They were working together on a string on defence. The big takeaways for me were just kind of Robert Williams going nine for nine, uh, being, an, being a complete factor on offence. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really becoming a two-way player that they really need to pay attention to. Um, and the, the team just plays so much better, similar to Al Horford. Um, even if he's not necessarily always a scoring threat, getting him touches is imperative to the team's success, especially in the high post, because players move off move well off him and he passes the ball at a really, really efficient rate. Um that a highlight play from him as well. When he was, he got a rebound, ripped the rebound, and he was falling out of bounds. And he swung it to the top of the three point line, and that was a, that was like, that was like top level, not young guy, uh, high IQ play. That was. Yeah, it was a high IQ play. Um so he he was really playing like an all star. And then after another rough start to the game, Evan Fournier, you know, he hit seven threes in a row. Um, you know what? I think it, I think he deserves a little uh, bit of uh, Vavavoom mixtape going on here.
0: Okay. Well, what song are we going to have? Uh, I, 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 Although, so, but mind you, I couldn't post the last one on Instagram because Instagram fucking blocked it. So if you have if you have Twitter, you need to fire over to Twitter and see last week's one with Mark, uh, with, uh, with, with with you know what we did last time. But yeah. what are we doing this time, Josh? So song?
1: the obvious one would be. The um, would be another Serge Gainsborough song because it's, um, you know, it's, a, it's a, je t'aime and it's, you know, very sexual. Um, but there's another song that uh, to go out to the French musical legend um, that is just a bit of a badass song. So I think lyrically, probably no link, but whack Evan Fournier shooting threes over the top of uh, Bonnie and Clyde by Serge Gainsborough. Okay.
0: Il faut croire que c'est la société qui m'a définitivement abimé. Bunny, Bunny and Clyde. Clyde. Bunny and Clyde. And then we're back. We're back in the building. We're back in the building. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. But yeah, Josh, we have another, another win. We have another win. That's two. That's back to back. Talk to me about the Celtics and the Hornets.
1: The streak continues. Um (laughs) if you're feeling really fancy, you could always put the Undertaker's theme song on whilst we put our arms up like that. Or stone-cold Steve Austin. yeah, Because uh, the streak continues. Um, Celtics versus Hornets. The, the the Celtics won 116-86. It was another positive night for Boston. The team-based approach continued. Um, a, a, a real team effort scoring, which is what really, like, you know, we haven't seen that in recent months at all. It was the most balanced performance in that respect for a long, long while mm-hmm. with Tatum... Tatum Led scoring, but unlike most games, the lead, he was able to lead scoring with only 22 because the rest of the team picked it up. Time Lord grabbed 16. Jalen Brown got 17 points, uh, which, you know, comparatively low for him for the season. Uh, but Fournier with 17 and Walker and Smart both getting 12. So even though, once again, the Charlotte Hornets were a bit depleted, so that is a factor in it. Uh, they were missing obviously Gordon Haywood and Lamella Ball, but the team they still have some promising talent. So, to win in such significant fashion,
0: it was absolutely massive. And uh, may it spark some momentum. And they're the games you love to see as well you know, the games where everyone's getting a little bit of the action, everyone's getting a little piece of the pie. Definitely, and it's we were good on offense, good on defense, and everyone taking you know great shots. Yeah just the, the level the intensity in that game was great as well. But mm-hmm. like you said yeah, you know the Hornets were missing a couple of couple of stars and it does go to show how well, you know, Gordon Hayward contributes and obviously LaMelo Ball coming in. But one person I you know I do want to mention is who is playing very very well in Charlotte and it's Terry Rozier. I think he's been he's been great for the Hornets. He has been great for the Hornets.
1: He's been awesome. He's a real live wire. We kind of knew that. Um, I guess the frustrations around Rosier were sometimes his efficiency and decision-making, mm. uh, but that seems to have um, improved over time. I'm just Googling at the moment because I want to find some of his best tweets um, just to read out because I love them so much. Um, let's find anyway. Yeah. He, um, he, he, he seems to have really kind of uh, worked his way into a leadership role basically Um for some of the young guys on that team, um, he still plays with that fire that Boston fans get really respected uh, of from him, um, especially in those, um, uh, was it the Wizards, wasn't it? Mm. The, the Wizards uh, playoff berth uh, when he got really got into it. Um, so, yeah, Terry Rogier, kind of, I guess he's a Celtic forever.
0: Yeah, if, yeah. And to, some, the uh, one, I think I'll ask you this question because... You know, I was I. When I thought about it myself, and I thought, how would I answer it? But mm-hmm. you know, who, who, who at the Celtics at the moment are you most excited to see? Day, no matter whether we lose or we win, which Celtics player are you most excited to watch? I mean, at the moment for me, it's Rob Williams. I think with him being how young he is, and how much he's improved mm-hmm. since he's been with us, you know, from him missing training to now, you know, starting and putting up some great numbers. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always excited to watch him play at the moment just because of his pure athleticism. And, you know, like you said, when we talk about his basketball IQ, you know, it's always improving as well. So I'm, who are you? Who are you most excited to see?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we've gotten used to how brilliant Tatum and Brown can be on a kind of regular level. And of Definitely. course, Kemba, you know, Kemba, the expectation with Kemba is he should be better, to be honest, than he has been most of the season uh, so we're not ultimately that surprised when he plays well so the most exciting thing is the growth of of time lord for sure he's uh you know seeing him really develop into a kind of versatile play you saw last night against charlotte where he was ripping the rebounds off after two tips he ripped the ball out of guy's arms and then turned off the pivot and finished with his right hand off the glass i mean that's high as high level basketball you look at you know the history of time lord um and it's similar to a few players we have, one of which we'll speak about in a minute, uh, where in high school, similar to Moses Brown, I guess, uh, these guys were like seriously touted as elite future NBA stars. And the reason the Time Lord went for his second year at university is because he thought he was going to be the number one pick. So how's that for self-belief? And finally, it's starting to kind of pay off. Um, I just want to go back to what I said about Terry Rogier doing some of the best tweets ever, such as... <laughs> When he used to call people Lil, Lil Buster, he, he 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 said, shut your ass up, Lil Buster, to someone, which was brilliant. Sorry about that accent. It was awful. Um, yeah, I mean, no,
0: no, we need to hear that again.
1: Say that accent again. I'm going to say, shut your ass up, little <laughs> Lil Buster. Uh, but the best one ever, and look, all respects to, is obviously the guy is a real piece of work and he caused a serious... Catastrophe in the history of the United States of America, you know. Respect to all people that need to be respected in this. Um, but Terry Rozier in the year 2011 tweeted, "Osama should have hooped instead of trying to kill people because he tall as hell." So there we go. Oh God!
0: <laughs> well, on that nutshell, should we move on to the next segment? <laughs> Yep. Let's go.
2: The guest list. It's party time. Let's reveal who Nathan and Josh have
0: invited to the garden this week. Right, Josh, party invites. Now, do you want to go first? I'll let you go first.
1: I'll go first, and I'm going to tell you who's top of my guest list today. Um, On the guest list is somebody who's previously believed to be a myth, um, to be kind of folklore, Uh, Celtics fans had started to put him in the same category as the likes of uh, the Yeti or, you know, cover your ears, children, although I'm not entirely sure we have a great kids' listenership. But cover your ears, children. Celtics fans have started to think he's kind of almost like the tooth fairy or Santa Claus. Um, He finally manifested last night he was cleared to play. Romeo Langford was cleared to play Celtics basketball. Um, and we, need, was, uh, we, need we need a siren for this. We need a siren. Those are cheering and clapping. Romeo alert. He was cleared to play last night, and he was able to help by playing some excellent on-ball defence. He was, uh, you know, there was that ISO where I, I can't remember who it was. Was it um, Devonte Graham? Tried to go ISO on him and he stuck with him and was able to contest the shot with his offhand. Excellent defence. He also, the phrase I guess everyone uses is the the rule of verticality. He challenged the shot in the most plank-like manner ever and managed to kind of uh, stop pretty much a, a gimme for the, um, once again, can't remember who it was, but it was a nice spin move in the post. Um, brilliant defence and then he was able to confidently shoot free on the other end so it's a sign of positivity for Boston similarly to Evan Fournier's if he can be getting shots up this team's starting to look like a bigger weapon uh, and if you know Romeo Langford can offer you 15 to 20 minutes in which he's able to not only make some shots make some nice cuts into the lane and you know not necessarily make iso moves but be a part of good offensive Celtics basketball. Mm. But most importantly, he's able to lock good, good basketball players down. And that's a weapon. He'll be assigned, similarly to what they do with Ojale regularly, uh, where Ojale won't be in the game uh, one night. And then the next night you're playing uh, Kevin Durant. You need someone to get into him. And you'll put Ojale on um, for kind of 10 minutes and kind of disturb the offense. I think the same thing can be done with Langford. Strong guy, really quick on his feet. So let's see what happens. And uh, he's top of my guest list. Bring what you want. um, We'll have the party poppers out for you, Romeo. Just make sure you're wrapped in bubble
0: wrap, for fuck's sake. Yeah. (laughs) We need to keep you off the injury list, Romeo. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, it is great to see him come back. Uh, uh, Most Celtics fans probably forgot we had him for a very long time. Uh, I don't even know how many minutes he's played as a Celtic. It can't be that many, to be honest. But yeah, it's great to see Romeo back. Now, my party invite this week, it can only be one guy. And we've kind of spoken about him quite a lot, you know, in the recent episodes. And that is Rob Williams. Yeah. Again, great week. He is only going to get better, people. He's only going to get better. You know, in four games this week, he missed, obviously, he missed a Dallas game. Four weeks, uh, four games this week, he had 52 points, 17 assists, 41 rebounds. And it's one thing which the Celtics have not had in you know for quite a while now is a solid rebounder. Mm-hmm. And it's great, I mean, it's great to have that. Obviously, he's our defense is still lacking slightly, and you know, we could do probably a whole episode on that, but stick to positivity. Rob Williams only going to get better. And he is on my guest list this week. And to be honest with you, no one's going to no one's gonna mess with Rob Williams if you bring him to the party. You know, he's always going to have your back. So, Rob, you are on the guest list, my friend.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Uh, going back quickly to something you mentioned that I didn't mention last earlier on is her respect to Terry Rogier because uh, Rob Williams said after the game that the reason they have a good connection is because Rozier was really, really positive in his development, in Robert Williams's development, saying that he can be a kind of a big, big player in the league. So respect to the boost that Rozier was giving him and that's why they exchanged jerseys last night. But I tell you what, when he's entering the, the garden party, all I expect is for him to walk in to the Doctor Who theme tune because the Time, Lord, Time Lord's back, baby. <laughs> With
0: cigar and loads of honeys around him. So that is, uh, that is Rob Williams on the, the guest list. So we've got Romeo and we've got Rob. I mean, that's going to be one hell of a party. Now, should we move to the band list?
2: The band list. Let's see whose invitations went into the bin and certainly won't be RSVPing for the garden party.
0: So, Josh, who have you got on your band list this week? Once
1: again, I'm uninviting super reactionary, knee-jerk basketball fans. Um, they're, making, a long, they're, making
0: it, they're making a lot of an appearance. It's, huh? it's a long
1: <laughs> season. Yeah. They, I, look, when it comes to them, we've got maximum security out to identify them on the way into the party. We've isn't? got SWAT. They're so not getting so it. Yeah, we've got snipers on the roof. Um, once again, it's out to them. Celtic fans report reportedly, you know, now they're lucky enough to be at Celtics games. You know they're staggering the entry of Boston fans back into the game. It's not looking like it does behind me. Uh, it's very spaced out. But the the few that were there, I think it was twenty two thousand five hundred. Uh, the few that were there reportedly booed Evan Fournier after a rough start, um, which we kind of already touched on. But yeah, look, I, I I say this regularly, but unless the monsters zoomed up his nostrils like they do in Space Jam. Fournier didn't just forget how to play basketball. He's still a super smart addition to the team. He is, as we've seen since, boosting Boston's offense and was clearly still settling in in his first game. He, I mean, look, it was an awful debut, but you don't get booed for one game. Anybody who booed him, anybody online saying he has, you know, he was a bad pickup, or anybody's, you know. Uh, somehow using his bad performance as a tool to shit on the likes of Danny Ainge or even Brad Stevens because some people will say anything, um, for giving two second rounders. I mean, you're uninvited.
0: The snipers are on the roof. We've got dogs. Definitely. And get, look, 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 guys, guys, let's think of it like this, right? Yeah, he had a bad game, okay? Would you rather have Jeffrey fucking Teague or Evan Fournier? We've brought Jeffrey Teague back into it, but you know, it's just it's just common, it's common sense. It's common mm-hmm. fucking sense. Look. He's every player's gonna have a bad game. Yes, Evan's game was pretty spectacular, but he proved his worth throughout the rest of the week. So, Josh, that is a good addition. I mean, we're gonna have to put loads of there's gonna be so many people on this ban list. It's gonna be unbelievable. So basically, yeah. everyone that was in TD that night who was booing Evan Fournier, unfortunately, you can't come to the party. So don't try and get in. Unfortunate. It's unfortunate. <laughs> I, I
1: love that we're still mentioning Teague, though. I mean, it's going to be like the year's 2027.
0: And we're still uninviting Jeff Teague from our <laughs> imaginary party. Should we just instead of calling this the garden pie, we should just call it the Teague, the Teague ball or something? I don't yeah. know. Uh, right. So, should we move on to mine? So, uh, Luca Doncic, that is my ban list this week. I don't know why I heavily paused there? I tried to make it dramatic and it, it wasn't really fucking dramatic. Luka Doncic, he is an absolute all star, he is a beast. He he took us to school and we have 36 points, five assists, eight rebounds. He was unbelievable. And you know, we were, we were, we were already, you know, we were like you said, we were playing poorly that game and we, we kind of left ourselves too much to do. But Luka was so consistent then, and the fact. The, wor- the worst part about that is I had Adam LaFondra in my bloody DMs and on my Twitter in the morning, you know, just posting stupid shit to me saying, how do you feel about that? It's just, I can't be dealing with that. So Luca, Alfie, you can join Luca as well on this ban list. <laughs> but yeah, Luca's just, he's unbelievable. Unbelievable. He, he, he killed us all over the floor.
1: Yeah, he's unbelievable. I'm a long-term proprietor of Luka Doncic. He's an incredible player. Um, the 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 shame from a Boston point of view is that there has been a couple of poor performances in recent. You know, of course, we massively maligned the idea of uh, Marcus Smart going elsewhere. We were on the verge of tears at the thought of it. Mm. Um, but he's been poor in recent weeks. He has been really poor, Marcus. Um, and I think there was actually a turning point in the Mavs game um, because he started to play really hard defense on Luca. He really started to disrupt his flow, um, and this is when he was already playing well. He was assigned to him, and it was like a proper Marcus Smart Hatchet job. And then it just says a lot about Luca uh, because he was able to just get used to the pressure and, started hitting, threes and- started hitting some of the most ridiculous deep three-point shots. Uh, so respect to Luca, but. Um, he, whilst, whilst I do respect him, he's going to respectfully have to stay clear of the party.
0: Yeah. So Luca, politely pissed off. That's all I'm going to say. Right, Josh, we're going to move on to the next segment. Now, we know what this part is. It's the funny story time. I don't know what the story is this week. We, ha- we have Matt again. Matt is, uh, Matt is basically, like I said, he's our resident DJ now, so you're going to hear him on every episode. And he is going to tell us a story right now.
2: Story time. It's time to listen to your wacky and embarrassing night out stories.
0: Okay, so we are going to jump into the story. I'm not sure this person wants to be named, so I don't think Matt has mentioned them. But anyway, here we go, Josh. Let's see what this story is going to spit out this week. One time at a night
2: out in a disclosed UK small town, I attended a lovely disco hall. It was named after a large collection of rain and wind, and located in the old portion of said town, this resulted in a large abundance of Jäger bombs, and knowing that I had drank far too much, I headed to the bar because I knew I needed some water. Upon my journey, I asked my teetotal friend if he required some H2O. He obliged. I allegedly reappeared 30 minutes later with three pints of The black stuff and no water. My friend looked perplexed as I tried to claim it was just water, but from the Middle Ages. Subsequently, the three pints of tar-coloured nectar didn't settle well in my stomach, so I had to make the cunning choice of a tactical chunder. I informed said friend that I had cleared my stomach and was ready for action once more. His frown remained upside down and he advised me to go home, but I embarked on a Kobe-esque tirade and continued my night chatting to someone of the fairer sex. This culminated in a dance-off to Shakira, and after being declared victorious, I won the grand prize of a kiss. Well... More a wet and sloppy face slap of lips. Also, whilst my friend stood equally amazed and horrified at my skills, hips don't lie. But with the knowledge that I had just moments ago emptied my stomach contents and proceeded to lock lips with a female, the night ended like the Knicks. chipless. But all in all, a great night.
1: <laughs> oh my God. oh my God! Short and sweet. Very, very well read. Um, pretty disgusting. Um, oh. And. I wasn't able to work out whether he meant he actually didn't get a packet of chips at the end of the night or <laughs> if he actually meant title, but no, I, think
0: meant, I think you meant title, but the same. time, all I pictured then was a, a vomit, vomitous mouth with chunks all over it. Just locking lips with another person is pretty eye watering. Lucky, lucky
1: lady or, 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 or lad um, because that, that is just, let's just go with hideous. <laughs> you know what? Whoever sent that, you're um, you're uninvited from the garden party. <laughs> no, no,
2: no, the, Shakira,
0: no. the, the, the Shakira reference there. You know, hips don't lie. I mean, I never... the mouth lied. The mouth <laughs> lied massively, I think. But it's, yeah, no, that that's fucked me up a bit. That's pretty grim. So, Matt, thank uh, you for that story. <laughs> It feels like it's an ongoing theme, some kind of scatological
1: theme we have in this uh, podcast. Which, by the way, is a Boston Celtics podcast, uh, where it has to, there has to be some kind of disgusting um, discharge of some sort involved in the story. So, or reason, yeah.
0: But we'll see. To be fair, what what we might do as well, we might you know reach out to some of the some of you guys that have been to Celtics games and tell us your funniest Celtic story moments as well. Just so you know, we don't just have. Uh, Oddly Fluids Running on a Boston Celtics podcast I know some of you guys might like it It seems like you like it But me and Josh will try and mix up a little bit But anyway Once again we are going to move on To our last segment Which is
2: Last Orders Get those last rounds in now guys and gals It's almost closing time for the Garden Party this week
0: And to tell you the truth Gwen I'm absolutely twatted Okay so we're on Last Orders Josh What is your last order mate? Look, I like to approach this segment as kind of
1: uh, an episode of Jerry Springer. Um, Sorry, kids, if you don't know who Jerry
0: Springer is. Um, But Who's the closest? Jeremy Kyle, probably closest to that.
1: Yeah, kind of an American Jeremy Kyle. Um, He would end every episode with some words of wisdom. So that's how I like to approach this. Look, it has been a turbulent year for the Boston Celtics, but... I've been pretty steadfast in saying that Boston will put some kind of win, uh, so sorry, some kind of run of winning basketball together before the postseason. And ultimately, they're still a talented basketball team. They haven't; the core of the team hasn't lost its ability. And if you were to go from the outside looking in, and you were to bring in a men in black, uh, sorry, men in black pen in and erase the memory of the last four years where we overachieved, and you were to say, look, three out, out of the four playoff appearances, they're gone. We don't remember that. And then you look at the makeup of this roster, you'd go, oh, two stars below the age of 25, three or four years off their prime, and then a young supporting roster with some really promising signs. Look, the only way is up. When it matters, when it comes to the post postseason the rot- rotations, they shrink. I touched on this earlier on. The playoffs begin, you start leaning into your better players more. Fresh off these two wins, it's time to take some momentum and bring it into games that kind of against good rivals in Philadelphia and the New York Knicks this week before then going to play Wolves and then a big big test at the weekend with the Denver Nuggets. So it's a real chance for them to prove that this kind of momentum can be built. They can go on a winning run. And look, this week, if Boston go 500 for the week, it's a positive week for me. Mm -hmm. Playing some really tough teams, especially Nuggets and Sixers, with their stars that can punish other big guys. Look, that's a positive week. Need to just Mm -hmm. keep winning games, build a winning culture in this young team, and then we might be looking at it in a month's time and thinking this season isn't a complete write-off.
0: And I, what, I'll tell you what as well, if the Celtics go through the whole week, if the Celtics win every game this week, if, it's not going to happen, but if, yeah. this is yeah. why I'm putting a bet down here, so if the Celtics go the whole week and they win every game, I will walk through my local supermarket, Tesco, butt-ass naked. Okay, I will do that. Yeah, I will do it, mate. With a, gu- yeah. with a, with a party hat on as well. <laughs> uh, I, I will do it if the Celtics do that. It's not going to happen, but I thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah. No, I mean, like you said, it is, you know, we, we're going to build some momentum. You know, we've got two wins on the bounce. Positive, positive, positive things. Got to be positive. And I think I'm going to, you know, some we, the way you started this segment, I might have to put that in an inspirational quote because we have to do like, we're going to have to do a segment of Josh's inspirational quotes probably <laughs> at some point. But now like you said, it's all positive. We're in a, you know, we've got a young roster. We've got Jalen and Jason who are not even at their prime. They were near their prime. Mm-hmm. And we've got a supporting cast, like you said, which is very young, very talented. And it can only, when you said, only, <laughs> things can only get you know, all the way up or whatever. Like, honestly, like five songs popped in my head there. And I really wanted to break out into song, but, <laughs> but we should just leave it right there on a positive note. And hopefully we can come back next week. I will be fully clothed in the podcast mind, but hopefully we can come back next week with more exciting news, more positive news. But yeah, guys, that is it for this week. That is another episode of The Garden Party. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Remember to like, share and review it. Just throw it anywhere you can. It's only ever going to help me and Josh. And from me, the Boston Brit, and Josh the basketball ass, peace.